WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Becky. And I'm Dodd. And this is WCSG Backstage. Well, welcome to WCSG Backstage through the holidays. You're going to hear more of the WCSG on-air team as we celebrate together as a WCSG family. Well, this episode, we start to celebrate Christmas. It is so jam-packed with nostalgia, so we want to talk a little bit about those most treasured childhood memories. Becky, would you like to go first? I can, but (laughs) I don't know if this is really very nostalgic. One memory that I have is I grew up in a small town in northern Michigan. And in our church, we had the owners that attended there of the local furniture store. So when we had the Christmas open house for our our town, they wanted to do in their front picture window a nativity scene, a live nativity scene. So they were having a hard time getting people to volunteer. So my parents said, you really should volunteer. <laughs> so I was roped in. My, my friend Amy and I, we were part of the nativity scene. And they were having a hard time getting boys. So I think I was maybe like a shepherd. <laughs> Amy was a, one of the wise men. And so you're standing there. And as time went on, you're kind of getting bored. And right around the corner was the little table that had the cookies and the eggnog on. So we would reach over and grab a few cookies and... After a few times, the owners came and said, you know, those really are for our guests. They should be for our guests. (laughs) And you kind of are breaking character, and you need to be looking at Jesus, baby Jesus. So we got a little talking to So this was a live nativity thing, and you guys, so you didn't have to like be a statue. You were just supposed to be like, there. Yeah, but we couldn't talk, you know. No No talking and no no no. cookies. (laughs) No cookies till afterwards. If there was some left. We could have them. <laughs> what kind of cookies were they again? Oh, I don't know. Probably sugar cookies okay. or something. We'll have to make sure you get some for this year. <laughs> well, for me, I have a difficult time remembering much of my childhood, so I don't have any specific moments. But I do remember uh, growing up, single mom, uh, a lot of times we were headed to grandma's house for Christmas. And so I very much remember either waking up early and going Christmas Day uh, after we opened presents at home, or it was the night before. So either way, it was either going there on Christmas or waking up there on Christmas and just I was a heavy sleeper, so I slept in in the morning, and I always woke up to the smell of coffee and bacon, Mm. and it was just such a nice way to wake up on Christmas morning, and I grew up in more of a city, and my grandma lived on a farm, so it was also a very different way for me to spend a day, you know, where there was oftentimes beautiful snow, and just the farmland, and there was a barn, and we had the wood, you know, uh, fireplace, and so it was just a, it was very much an ambiance type thing that I remember more than actual specific event. So. so for the kid who always slept in, now he ends up doing the morning show? <laughs> I know. I, I, I think I slept in on the early side of my life so that I could get up early and on time every day. <laughs> so now he ends his day with coffee and bacon. That's right. <laughs> 
Well, mine, um, they're very cringeworthy to watch now. Uh, <laughs> Let's watch. <laughs> no, so bad. When we were little, my mom stayed at home for a little season, and she would also babysit my cousins. And so, like, an activity to give us something to do, she would say, oh, we're going to put on, like, a little pageant, or we're going to put on, like, a little show for your grandparents and aunts and uncles to do, because we always gathered with them on Christmas Eve. And just there are a couple of videos of these that now we watch every year and I it just oh they're so bad I was the oldest of the grandkids and the oldest sister and so I was bossy I had crimped hair I thought it was so cool I thought it was so like trendy and fashionable and I just had to be part of all the things and like boss all the kids around so watching them back is like oh those are so bad and my mom would make like these fake musical instruments out of cardboard and aluminum foil. And then <laughs> so we each had one. There was like a fake saxophone and a fake drum set. And it was a cassette tape. It was good at the time. But looking back at it now, I was like, wow, that was so bad. But I do give my mom a lot of credit because she was able to get us like all invested. And like we were bought into this. We were really excited about it. If I were to try and do that with my kids and if my sisters were trying to do it with their kids, they'd be like, no, we're not we're not doing that so yeah that was it was fun but now looking back it was like oh what were we doing <laughs> is that kind of what inspired you to play the saxophone my I did I mean my instrument was yeah. the cardboard saxophone oh so. nice <laughs> very cool now Christmas time we always had a lot of family and cousins and things that would gather and one of the things that we would do is we go to the Christmas Eve service with my grandma and the anticipation was always a killer. So we, we got to open a gift before we went to the Christmas Eve service. And we thought that was cool. We'd go as a family. But we also tried to hold to that tradition of having Christmas morning just with our immediate family. Mm-hmm. So after everyone took off and we were supposed to go to bed, we're all wound up, probably on a sugar high, because we were allowed to eat Christmas cookies. You know? <laughs> but um, So we're upstairs. All three of us kids had bedrooms upstairs, and we heard some things downstairs and around the Christmas tree and we thought well we'll just sneak down and see what's going on and uh, when we got to the bottom of the stairs all of a sudden it was quiet and my dad was like sprawled out on a chair and my mom was on the couch and they were just like laying there we looked and they were just like laying there like well we'll go back upstairs it'll be fine we came down the next morning and had Christmas and things like that and years later found out that they were laying on the couch and chair with mouths full of cookies that were set aside for another jolly individual and trying not to laugh and choke and all of this stuff. So it's just one of those things that sticks out in my mind. We've got the Christmas Eve service. We get to open early. You know, you talk about when you're excited about something. It's like Christmas morning when you're really excited about something. And so we went down and and, uh, they were busted, you know, but that that was fun. And that's one of the things that sticks out in my mind about Christmas. (laughs) Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. So it's time for two truths and a lie, and this is the Christmas edition. So two facts are true, one is false, and then the rest of us have to guess which is which. So, Dad, do you want to start off? I will go first. Two truths and a lie. Uh, Number one, another common name for the Christmas beverage eggnog is milk punch. Oh, gross. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, the first candy canes were inspired by the famous fairy tale Hansel and Gretel. And number three, the best-selling single ever, this is like industry talk, uh, was Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Hmm. Two truths and a lie. I feel like it's the candy cane, so I thought that was modeled after a shepherd's hook. I didn't realize it was from Hansel and Gretel. I don't feel like, were you Christmas egg milk punch? Milk punch? Is that what you called it? It's very common. 
Another common name for the Christmas beverage eggnog is milk. It is not. Think about it. No. <laughs> what, is, what do you say, yeah, Becky? Yeah, I think milk punch, too. <laughs> Jeremy nailed it. Oh, he found out the untruth. Okay. I don't know how common it is. It said it was common on the internets. Milk punch, it makes sense. Have you ever in your life heard anyone call it milk punch? <laughs> no, that's why I thought it would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bing Crosby's White Christmas best-selling single ever. It was the gingerbread house oh. that was inspired by the famous fairy tale Hansel and Gretel. Mm. The candy cane, you're right, is um, designed to resemble Shepherd's a shepherd's staff yeah. for yep. the shepherds who visited baby Jesus. All right, well, here's mine. I went with a snowman or snow woman, snow people theme. Uh, the largest snow woman. It uh, was created in 2008. A snow enthusiast in Maine conducted a plan to erect the world's largest snow person. 13 million pounds of snow were used to create an approximately 122-foot-tall snow person that they dumped, uh, dubbed Olympia. Uh, volunteers used 27-foot-long pine trees for her arms, skis for eyelashes, and car tires for her mouth. She was constructed in February and melted in July. Wow. No way. <laughs> I want that to be true. I know. Uh, second one. Chasing a world record residence in Japan made 12,379 snowmen in 2003. Uh, they actually outnumbered the humans in the town. At night, the candles were placed in the bellies of the frozen occupants, and it dazzled tourists. They hold a festival for this every February. Hmm. And then finally, in 1494, after asking Michelangelo, the guy behind the Sistine Chapel, for some advice on some art he should buy, the ruler of Florence was struck with inspiration after a heavy snowfall and ordered the 20-year-old sculptor to create a snowman in the courtyard of his palace. It was that snowman that gave Michelangelo the idea for his statue, David. No. <laughs> was that snowman anatomically correct? Uh, they don't have any photographic evidence of it, okay. but it was but it was said that people thought it looked great. Okay, um, those that are one all certainly really wouldn't tricky. have lasted as long. <laughs> I mean, the snowman—that's pretty temporary compared yeah. to what we see of Michelangelo today. Yeah, I, those are all really hard. I know. Thirteen million. Thirteen pounds? million pounds of snow. With 30-foot-long pine uh, tree 27 arms. 27-foot-long pine tree arms, skis for eyelashes, and car tires for her mouth. I believe they so used huge. winter jackets for her buttons. I feel like that is... there. Maybe the like largest thing in Maine is true, but some of the details are not true. I feel like that's where you're trying to trip us up. So you want to you want to still say the snow woman is wrong? Yes, I don't know. I don't okay. know the right answer on this one. Okay, I think it's number two. Okay. I think maybe they made a lot of snowmen, but not to outnumber the number of people in that village or town. Okay, Don? I'm going to go with number one is wrong because it was a snow man, not a snow woman. Because okay. we don't talk about the weight of snow women. <laughs> so. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Well, uh, the answer is actually number three. Oh. Uh, that one is the false, but the only part of it that's false is it did not give Michelangelo the idea for David. Okay. Everything else I've shared is all true. He was told to make a... He was told to make a, a snowman in the palace for the for the ruler of Florence. The first ice so. sculpture. That yeah. second wow. story, have you ever read the book snowman at night no. there's a whole little series of snowmen at night and what they do you know when the people are sleeping oh no, that so sounds cute i went in there there's a couple different ones snowmen at night and then snowmen at night at christmas so yeah i should bring them in sometime because they're real cute mine don't really have a theme christmas is the theme <laughs> okay 
You're familiar with It Twas the Night Before Christmas. You've got Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen. Well, originally, Donner was Dooner and Blitzen was Blixum. Those are the German words for thunder and lightning. Mm. And even though they are male-sounding names, chances are those reindeer on Santa's sleigh are actually female. All of them? Yes, because male reindeer lose their antlers in the winter, but females do not. Wow. That's number one. Number two, the Charles Dickens Christmas classic, A Christmas Carol, was written in just six weeks. There are more than 200 different film adaptations of the story. And number three, 12 Lego sets are sold every second during the Christmas season. Oh, wow. I'm going to say it's the second one, and it's going to be because it took less than six weeks to write that. I'm going to guess that's what you changed. Okay. What were the details you gave on number two again? The Charles Dickens Christmas classic, A Christmas Carol, was written in just six weeks, and there are more than 200 different film adaptations of it. I was thinking number two might be wrong because maybe there were more film adaptations mm. to that tale. Okay. I don't know. That's the one I focused on. I mean, so one much of them is the Veggie Tales. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say I think number one because okay. I don't think female have antlers. Well, I actually had to Google that. Female reindeer do have antlers. Really? Oh. I thought okay. the same thing. I thought like with deer, you know, you right. know it's female if it doesn't right. have yeah. antlers. Number one is true. Number two is true. The lie is about the Legos. More. It's more. actually 28 Lego sets are oh, sold every wow. second oh, during the wow. holiday season. So, 28 a second? Yes. Wow. That's a lot. I have um, to imagine Band-Aid sales are up because of that, too. All those Legos in the floor. Or and slipper sales. On them and stuff. <laughs> or slipper sales. There you go. Or dental appointments. I don't know if your kids are like mine, but they would they pull oh, them apart with yes. their teeth. Like, to, don't do that. Yeah, I had the child lose a tooth. Came to me with a bloody Lego and a tooth once. I couldn't get this apart. Here, let me help you with the Legos. <laughs> yeah, here's the little orange piece separator that comes with it. <laughs> they have that? Yeah, they do. That's awesome. Yep. That is a lot of Legos, Amanda. It is a lot of Legos. That's a lot of money, too. Legos are not cheap. Okay, so you may have seen Christmas, the international traditions around the world at the Meyer Gardens at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you saw Rick Steves' PBS Christmas traditions in other countries. But these are some traditions that you may not be aware of, <laughs> at least according to Google. <laughs> uh, one, a special Christmas holiday dinner with family in Japan is considered takeout for McDonald's. <laughs> okay. Number two, streets in Venezuela, they block them off because people enjoy roller skating to their Christmas service at church. (laughs) And number three, in Austria, St. Nicholas rewards the good kids, but people dress up like beast-like characters and roam the streets and play tricks looking for those who have been naughty. Whoa. I really want one and two to be true. Like McDonald's McDonald's and roller skating. (laughs) Those are fun. So where did you say the number three comes from? Um, Austria. Austria. Okay, they look for the naughty kids. <laughs> I'm going to say that's false. I'm going to say that sounds too creepy for Christmas time. <laughs> so I'm going to say that. Okay. I'm going to say, as much as I want it to be true, I'm going to say number one is false. Because I feel like maybe they do like KFC or something <laughs> instead of McDonald's. Okay. Can you tell me the roller skating one again? Okay, in Venezuela, they block off the streets because people enjoy roller skating to their Christmas church service. 
I'm going to say that's false because maybe it's ice skates instead of roller skates. I don't know. In what Venezuela? Venezuela? Oh, Venezuela. Central America? <laughs> Is okay, it Central roller or blades. South? That may show that I was like half listening or not focusing. You said Venezuela, and I thought Switzerland popped into my mind for some reason. <laughs> Venezuela just, is in South America. I'm going to still stick with number two, but I can't tell you why. Okay. okay. All right. Well, Amanda is right. And for that exact reason. Really? It is KFC. Oh, no, no way. <laughs> Bonus points. KFC. KFC. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. I guess all my random knowledge of things for the morning show comes in handy once sure in a does. while. This is something new. Hallmark released 40 New Christmas movies this year, and we were each given the title of an actual Hallmark Christmas movie. Our job was to come up with the story strictly based on the title alone. No research, no watching the movie. Nope. Just look at that title and come up with your own version of that Hallmark Christmas story. Jeremy, you get to go first. He has been giggling all day over his. I can't wait to hear it. What's your title? So, okay, my title is Cranberry Christmas. And the reason why I'm giggling is because Becky has informed us that there was a holiday movie that was based on some radio people. And that's not the only one. So I thought to myself, why don't I go ahead and base Cranberry Christmas on some radio people? Oh, boy. Is it in Venezuela? No, it's not in Venezuela. Are we roller skating? That's in South America, by the way. Cranberry Christmas centers around the main character, Scott Matthews, a morning radio DJ in the Midwest town of Rushing Waters. The radio station that he works at is known for bringing Christmas music to the airwaves before any other radio station in town. Unfortunately, a bad breakup during Christmas time years prior has left Scott with a bitter taste about the holidays. The only one that can seem to warm Scott's icy heart is coworker Susan, Sue Swift. <laughs> Tinsel shines when Scott is asked to bring cranberries to the radio station potluck, and he enlists the culinary help of Sue, who not only helps him <laughs> find the perfect recipe for cranberries, but oh, no. also for love. Nice. <laughs> I love I, the town, rushing waters. Yes. I feel like I would watch that. It's very heartwarming. <laughs> I wonder if that would also contribute. Like, wouldn't rushing waters also be good for like a cranberry bog or just refreshing? You know, yeah, you like see ocean those spray. Yeah, you see him standing in those rushing waters. Good story, Jeremy. Thank you. I wish I knew like the actual synopsis. Like, how close are you to the actual movie? Oh, you know what? I should look that up. Here is the description for the actual Cranberry Christmas. A separated couple feign marital bliss on national television to help their town's Christmas festival and their business. But what will the future hold for them when rekindled love is complicated by new opportunities? Oh, okay. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yours is a little different. I think more entertaining. And longer. And longer. (laughs) Okay, the movie I got was The Angel Tree. And Becky, you said you have seen this one. Well, I didn't see it. I just saw the promo for it. Okay, so you have an idea of what it's actually about. This is a very 2020 story. We have heard recently some stories of the towns that put up the big Christmas trees. And they find them, and they're beautiful. And then they transport them, and they end up looking really bad in the town square. People are even saying, like, the Rockefeller tree isn't looking so great. Like, Uh it needs a little attention. So the story of Angel Tree begins in a usually bustling city that has been shut down because of COVID. The mayor decides they have to bring in some holiday cheer, so they seek out a farmer who donates a huge tree for the center of the city. They find one, they cut it down, they load it up on a big old truck, and they start making the trek across the state to set that tree up. Well, 
as happens in these movies, there's often some <laughs> mishaps along the way. So the tree ends up getting really beat up on the journey. It's got broken branches and things. What the people don't know is that they had some helpers get on the trailer as they were bringing the tree from the country to the city. And these helpers were all animals. Okay. So you've got a raccoon <laughs> and some squirrels, a misunderstood possum. You have a family of birds and all of them are all feeling a little bit down because of the hard year. Well, when the tree arrives to the city, the people were just making fun of it because it didn't look very festive. It looked beaten. It looked worn. It looked like the dumpster fire that 2020 was. <laughs> That's when the animals, of course, decide to step in. One evening under the cover of darkness, they hatch a plan to make the tree the prettiest one in town. They call out to their animal friends from far and wide and they gather up berries and pieces of string and tinsel and lights, whatever they can find. And the bird family was even able to craft a star out of a paper plate they saw floating down the street. Well, after a long night's work, the tree is complete. The townspeople wake up and they see that the animals had created this beautiful masterpiece. They thought it was the work of angels, but the animals really knew the truth. So this is the first Hallmark movie that doesn't involve a love story, but it does involve (laughs) snow and lights and elements that warm the heart like small animals wearing sweaters. Nice. And paper plates. And paper plates floating down the street. (laughs) Well, you're close. The actual synopsis is a writer seeks the identity of the person who helps grant wishes that are placed upon the angel tree and in the process reconnects with her childhood friend. Okay. Okay. There you go. So no animals. No animals. (laughs) Well, let me tell you about a Christmas homecoming. Uh, A Christmas homecoming is the story of a young lumberjack named Zach Williams. (laughs) who is dutifully cutting down Christmas trees for his tree farm and humming songs he's written when he runs into everyone's grandma, Dolly Parton, (laughs) who is looking for help decorating the local church auditorium for the annual Christmas pageant. She needs a tall, tall tree uh, and a burly man like Zach Williams to pick that perfect tree to hold the star to light the way to baby Jesus. <laughs> While the regular singers for the Christmas pageant got snowed in at their of winter course. retreat, <laughs> they couldn't make it back for the show. But fortunately, a bus carrying Bill Gaither and his homecoming friends <laughs> was passing through town during that same snowstorm. They needed a place to stay. There was no room in the inn, but they were able to let them sleep in the church gym in exchange for performing in the Christmas homecoming celebration. <laughs> this is pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. The <laughs> highlight in the grand finale of the evening is when Lumberjack Zach, Dolly, Bill Gaither, and friends join their voices in a stirring holiday ballad pointing to the manger and singing there, there is Jesus. <laughs> it's a Christmas homecoming. That's real good. Yeah, real good. good. Yes. Lumberjack Zach. Yes, I he, love he that. He fits the part. Yeah, sure. And he is really tall, too. Uh, the actual synopsis for Christmas Homecoming is when a mysterious key and a holiday riddle arrive on their doorsteps, Kate and Kevin embark on a Christmas romance adventure they'll never forget. Ooh. <laughs> Nothing to do with Zach and Dolly. No. Or, or, or the Gaithers. Or a no. church gym. <laughs> That's why I picked that one. You know me. I like, I like my homecoming friends. You do. Good job. It's <laughs> really All good. Right, Becky. Okay, mine is Jingle Bell Bride. So I have watched a few Hallmark Christmas movies, so I'm pretty sure this one takes place in Montana. 
man, a man is taking care of his father's farm. Dad is recovering from COVID. He's not coming back quite as quickly as he thought he would. And his farm is in financial trouble. Of course. So he has several horses on his farm. And there's a neighbor who loves horses. And she volunteers to help the son out in the evenings. So during the late summer and the fall, there's a romance that develops. Well, they receive this issue of Farmer's Almanac, which says heavy snow is coming early. (laughs) And so they decide to offer the fall hay rides, but then sleigh rides once the snow comes to make some extra money. Well, they do. They get lots of early snow, and it's very popular. Lots of people come bundled up to have hot chocolate and go for the sleigh rides. And, of course, there's lots of jingle bells on the horses and the sleigh. Well, the week before Christmas, his old girlfriend shows up with her family. And at the end of the evening, she takes him aside and talks to him and says, well, she really has strong feelings still for him and was really sad that she had dumped him earlier. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Her family, is her husband there? Oh, no, just like her parents. She okay. came for Christmas. Okay. And, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so he was up all night thinking about this, but then he realizes he really loves the neighbor girl. And so the next day, after the last sleigh ride, they go on just a couple sleigh ride, and he tells her that, you know, he really loves her and that, you know, why wait? Why don't we just have a Christmas wedding? So COVID restrictions were lifted. The friends come together. <laughs> they decorate the barn, and they get ready for this wonderful wedding. Do you need any animals? So, I have animals oh, that yeah. can come out. Yes. <laughs> so the day of the wedding, she pulls up in this beautifully decorated sleigh with lots of jingle bells, and even has a few jingle bells in her bouquet. And then as a wonderful surprise at the very end, Dad has gained strength over these months mm. and is able to join them at the wedding. And he slides this envelope in the box on the gift table, thanking them for all they've done for the farm, and then gifts them the farm. Yes! Oh, gifts them the farm. It's perfect. It's Montana, I thought you were going to say he gained weight. But no, he oh. gained, regained his strength. His strength. Yeah. What a happy ending, yeah. Becky. That's so I mean, great. It has to be. hurt from smiling. That's so sweet. That is Amanda's way, like, I want to watch that movie. Yeah, it's way better than what I think the original <laughs> is. Uh, the original is a wedding planner, Jessica, travels to a remote town in Alaska to find a rare flower for a celebrity client and is charmed by the small town during Christmas as well as a handsome local helping her. Finding a flower. Finding My a mission flower. in life is to find that a flower. That was all they needed for that movie. <laughs> I'm going back to Montana. Where did the bells come in? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the jingle bell is the name of the flower. I don't oh, know. Oh. Could be. All right, time for a fun game. This is like reverse heads up. Uh, I gave you each a sheet of Christmas characters, and one by one we'll go, and you have to describe the character without giving away the name or any part of the name, and the rest of us has to guess it. And you got 30 seconds, so we'll see how many you can get through in 30 seconds. It looks like Wait, everyone's are still so face down, too. I don't put too. it on my head? No, you don't put it on. You <laughs> get to see the names, but we don't. Oh, okay. Okay. Reverse heads up. Okay. So it's reverse heads up because oh, okay. it's harder to do so it the other look? way. So you can look okay. at yours and then you have to describe them one by one. Becky, Dodd, and I have to guess what they are and then you can move on. Show us oh, how it's done, Amanda. Okay, so I don't know some of these. Are you doing a timer? You don't know some of these? Yeah, I'm going to no, do 30 seconds. No, I don't know timer. some of these. Well, you're going to have to work it out. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? Story Three, of my life. You're going to have to work it out. One. Okay, this individual um, is cold. And Frosty the Snowman. No, but Jack Frost. Yes, um, this is someone that you draw with a circle, then a line down, then Stickman. Yes, 
this is the per- one of the individuals that came to visit Jesus. And Becky was this person. She was a shepherd. Shepherd. Okay. And this also a person who came to visit baby Jesus. Um, the wise man. Yes. Um, uh, We're going to uh, give you officially four. Okay. The other nice ones job. I had, the Jolly Christmas Postman. They who, must be from some of those Christmas movies. Olive the Other Reindeer. Olive? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. And the Snow Queen. Those are the ones that okay. you missed. But oh. Good job, everybody. Oh, so okay. how did you do this? You didn't. You don't know that you randomized the lists or you... Uh, this list existed somewhere online. I just printed it off. Cool. So you didn't have to... No, I didn't have to do anything. Shield your eyes. That's right. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Amanda's like, I'd rather be a guesser. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know me. <laughs> Competitive. All right. Ready? Three, two... One. Well, he's bald. He has a Christmas special every year. Charlie Brown. Uh, he lives in a giant house and gets left home alone. Kevin McAllister. Uh, these you put um, a little small piece of protein in and open them up. Charcuterie board. <laughs> nope. Uh, they look like little soldiers. They're wooden. Nutcracker. Not, not yes. Uh, he's a little snowman from Frozen. Olaf. And, uh, yeah, the rest of these are more difficult. I had Clara, Arthur Christmas, Mog the Cat, and the Ghost of Christmas Past. Mog the Cat. So, you and I are tied with four. All right. If I, if I have pop culture references, I am in huge trouble. <laughs> and so are you all. <laughs> all right, here we go. Three, two, one. This is the little person in the manger. Jesus. Okay. His mom. Mary. Mary. His dad. Joseph. Joseph. Uh, the guy in Elf. Oh, no, you can't use that one. Um, this is, um, I'm going to skip that one. This would be something that, right, you think of this animal at uh, Easter time, right, in the palm branches. Donkey. Donkey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And then, uh, not the nutcracker, but this was, I think, a ballet with a different uh, kind of little oh, bell. Oh, yep. And I need to go back to one that I didn't do yet. This is, oh. Wow, did you do a seven? I don't know. I think you got five. I think I got like 20. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were pretty Mary, easy. Joseph, and wow. Jesus. Sugar um, I don't know who Jack Skellington is. He's from Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, and the last one I was trying to, I was going to try to do Scrooge McDuck. Oh. That was a mental block. Oh. One, two, three, four, five. All right, All right good wow. job. Good job. Oh, nice. All right, Becky, your turn. I love this game on TV. The, is it the $100,000 pyramid? Is that what this is? Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. well, you can't say, you can't the, thing, say the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, three, two, one. Okay, this guy melts when the sun comes out. Frosty. Frosty. And this guy is all green. The Grinch. Grinch. Yep. Uh, they sing up in the sky when... Angels. Yes. He lives in the North Pole. Santa, Santa. Claus. His wife. Mrs. Mrs. Claus. And they have... Some, Elves. Someone with a Reindeer, colored... Rudolph. Yes. Rudolph the Red Nose. And this guy is a cookie, but he can walk around. Gingerbread man. Gingerbread man. Yep. And then this guy helps make the toys. The elf. Yep. You got them all. Oh, you got them all. (laughs) What a Jingle Bell Christmas. (laughs) Jingle Bell Bride. (laughs) Well, thanks again for spending time with WCSG Backstage. We'll have more holiday fun on the next episode as we continue to look ahead to Christmas. So Merry Christmas from all of us at WCSG. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Becky. I'm Dodd. And this is WCSG WCSG Backstage. Backstage.